child and adolescent mental health disorders 60% are with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied, sometimes to It death. seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. Today I'm joined by an inspiring group of teen athletes. We will explore how participating in sports has changed during these uncertain and challenging times. Almost weekly, all students face adapting to a new normal. Each change has consequences, both good and bad. Teen Talk continues its commitment to explore all sides of the issues that affect teens most today. Before we begin, thank you all for being here today, and I appreciate your willingness to share. So for some context, we're talking about teen athletics today. Can each of you share what sport you participate in? Uh, soccer. You play soccer? Okay. What about I you? I play guys? soccer. We're all soccer players. You're all soccer players. I love it. So just to let our listeners know who they're dealing with, they've, they've got some some ladies that are great at soccer, I'm guessing. Um, so do you guys play for a high school team or give us some, some more background about what you guys are doing? Um, we all play for Real. Okay. And so for those who may not be familiar, what exactly does that mean? We play for a club team. Okay. We play for a club team. And then once we get into high school, we'll not only play club, we'll also play for our high school's team. Okay. So are you guys in middle school currently? Uh, high school, I think, for most of us. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm in middle school. You just are good at soccer, huh? That's awesome. I I love that. So being that you're playing for a club team, I mean, how is how is that affecting you with everything? You know, we've lived through a pandemic this last year. Um, It feels like 2021 is starting off to look a lot like 2020 did. And um, just how how is this affecting you with life in general and specifically related to athletics? Well, I would just say um, there was a point during competitive where we had to split our team up into two different groups because there was a moment where social dis- distancing was really important. So right. we had to come with our masks on, walk up to the field, and then we could take them off. And then okay. once we were with our team, specifically for my team, we had 18 players. So we would do a nine and nine group, and then we just separate the groups out and play like that, which okay. is completely different than what we would usually do. So what would you normally have done? We would usually um, play with our full 18 people all on one field, and there would no, there wouldn't be any guidelines with masks or social distancing. Okay, okay, so it is quite a bit different. Yeah. And has the experience been the same for you, ladies? Yeah, about the same. That's what we had to do with our team. We got split in half, okay. and we um, we were required to wear a mask on and off the field. So once, like when we were walking up. We had to wear a mask on, um, and then when we left, uh, we had to keep our masks on. For us, it was really interesting because we went from practicing like our normal season four to five times a week with the game on the weekend to had, then having a practice once a week, and it was really right. hard to have that change both mentally and physically to not have something to do every day, right. to not 
be able to get outside and get that exercise that growing up you really need. So regardless of the fact that you have different protocols you have to follow, it actually was a very different sport than you had played in the past, just in how you guys were engaging and, and the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like given all of the new protocols, do you feel like that's enough and has kept you safe? Is it overkill? Is it too much? Like what's your take on it? I feel like generally like now um, the protocols have laid off much okay. more than they were. Okay. I definitely agree with that. I also think that, um, like, a lot of tournaments were canceled in order to um, keep everyone safe. So we had a lot of tournaments coming up in different states that we weren't able to go to. Um, And so that kind of helped. But also, I've seen that a lot of people getting COVID aren't really coming from playing soccer. They're bringing it to soccer from out of other places. So I think so far, the club has been doing a really good job keeping the level of COVID down. Okay. So I would imagine training to be an athlete athlete like you guys is is pretty rigorous. And it sounds like you've gone from a far more rigorous schedule of training to something that's a little more relaxed than what it was. Have you changed your own kind of physical exercise regimen to keep you in top form? Yeah. So I feel like you just have to consider how much you want to be engaged with it. Like since the practices are more laid off, I feel like more practicing on your own was, you know, engaged with that. So it was really interesting because you went from never having to think about that because you had practice every day. So you'd already just be burning calories and you'd be working out every day to then not having that. And you don't know how do I stay fit? How do I become ready for the next season? Something that we usually don't have to worry so heavily about because we're already doing it. Right. Did that take a toll on any of you um, from a well-being perspective? Did that affect you mentally to where it just it was more challenging to do or you just maybe didn't want to do it at sometimes? I think the hard part is like school has gotten really for my school specifically has gotten we are having a lot of workload. And so finding time to work out out on your own is pretty difficult. I've had days where I've had like five or six hours of homework and I just can't fit in a good workout in between then. So, wow. Yeah. What about for you two? Pretty much the same. I mean, me personally, I saw a pretty large drop in what my grades were. I was a pretty high honor roll student to like the grade system and it to have to go from working in a school building where you have people there to help you and people to teach you. You had to do it all by yourself, which right. was a lot like training. And it was really hard. So if I'm I'm hearing you, it sounds like you guys had a lot more support in our, our old normal you know, not only from the school perspective, but also from your athleticism and, and training perspective. Yeah. So question that I would like to clarify, do you are you guys doing all remote or are you doing some version of remote and in person? What What's going on these days? So for my school, we for now we're doing all online. So every day we have Zoom calls for about seven hours and that but. Soon, hopefully, they're going to go back to hybrid. So two days in school and then three days at home. Same for you guys. Yeah. We're supposed to start. They have a plan for us to go back to hybrid February 1st. But if that's still pretty up in the air, I mean, that's just like to give everybody an idea. But nothing's set in stone for sure. Are you guys ready to go back? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Overwhelmingly, there's no question, right? You're tired of being Mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about you guys. I get really tired of being on Zoom all day. Yes, definitely. Yes. It, it makes you hypersensitive to how you look all the time now, you know? It's like you have to put more energy into it, right? Yeah. 
So have you noticed this, the same sort of fatigue with these changes in your peers? I would say so. I think we haven't also our team just started getting back to practices that we had about a week or two off. And okay. so getting back in was a big challenge. There was a lot. We were pretty rusty, heavy breathing going on a lot. So, you know. <laughs> How how were you guys able to to continue to get, to build rapport with your teammates when you weren't seeing them as often? Was that more challenging too, or were you able to still stay connected with them? I feel on my part, our my team is pretty well connected. So um, okay. I feel like just you know a simple text would just make someone's day. I feel like and just reaching okay. out is was really a big part. So it sounds like you guys really have a, a sense of community in, in what you're doing with your athletics. Yes. How long have you guys been playing? Um, about 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah, 10 years, I'd say, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I'm, I admire you. So currently, you know, when you guys are having having games or tournaments, are they allowing any spectators? Can your parents come, or is it pretty much empty stands? I mean, I had a tournament, I want to say, at the – in the middle of fall or like late summer and it was insane i we there was no spectators it was all filmed live okay um, and it was just so different you had to walk your team had to walk on a certain side of the sidewalk or on a certain side of the road and it was just so different from that tournament feeling where everybody's there and everybody's getting t-shirts and snacks and you're hanging out with your team and you're meeting new people to then just almost being isolated. Right. What has yeah. it been like for you guys? I had a uh, Arizona showcase in November, middle of November. It, it kind of felt the same. Um, there weren't as many spectators as usual because they were looking at older high school girls, like juniors and seniors, for because they couldn't look at them last a few seasons ago. Okay. So um, we didn't get a lot of, like, spectators there, but, I mean, the crowd was, was enough. That was, that was great. So. so does that affect your, your morale or your attitude about playing, or is it just you're there to do a job, and regardless of people being there, has it changed playing the sport for you in games? Personally, yes. I feel like just having that, that energy from the crowd makes the difference because – it's really awkward. I feel it's just, just weird when there's like no sideline talking or cheering. And so I feel like that energy really just makes the difference. Right. For me personally, it didn't affect me as much. I'm more once I get on the field, I zone in and I, I can't really hear or I can't focus on anything other than the game. So right. was it it was different not having spectators, of course, because like you said, the morale just kind of drops. Well, you don't have everybody cheering you on in the same way. Yeah, now it's just you and the other team, and it was really interesting. Right. What about for you? Oh, I th I agree with both of you. I think that having the parents there is really important. But at the same time, I think once you're in the game, you don't really hear that much going on. But yeah, just having, like, you get vibes from the people on the sidelines that are just really good to feel. That's awesome. So, I mean, I know it's probably premature for you guys, and, and I'm sure you're already doing planning for your future, but are you wanting to play college in or uh, sports into college? Is that your yes. hope? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I love it. I love it. So if you had to kind of define what's one thing that you think could change now, even in this kind of crazy world that we're in, that would make the role that you guys serve as an athlete better? That's a really good question. 
That's why I'm here to ask the hard questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the recruiting process for colleges is definitely different now. I mean, colleges can't come out and see you. You can't go out and see them. A lot of camps are or they're not going on right now. And so I think you have to get out and you have to train by yourself and post those videos where people can see you. And so I think that um, getting back to having camps and being able to speak with coaches face-to-face would like really help the morale. Right. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I'm only a freshman and to think that I could be in my senior year trying to go into a college for soccer and then not having people be able to scout me and look at me that must be crushing. I can't even imagine what they go through not having someone be there to come and pick you up for a college. Like right. this is a lot of people's dreams that they want to play in college and they want to play pro and to not have that and and you can't do anything about it. I, I can't imagine what they that must feel like. Well, I would say the only thing that will evolve over time is, of course, this will be the new way of scouting. So, I mean, I would think that the process will get better and better. But I would think it would be a tremendous amount of pressure to think about, you know, not only having to be on video to get your craft and skill down, but just the pressure of being good on video, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I think a lot of that's probably dependent on how good the person that that is doing the videoing is of you. Yeah, I think, like, when you're at the game, you get to see how – how the people talk to each other on the field, what kind of decisions they're making live. But when you're watching the video, you have to pick parts of the game that you want them to see. And you can't just send them the whole entire game, especially for goalkeepers, because we don't have a full 90 minutes of gameplay. I mean, there's little spots that are like really important for you to show. But then again, coaches can't see you talking and see how you're commanding the players on the field, which I think is super important for recruiting. Yeah, no, I agree that. That makes a lot of sense. So if you had to summarize, what's probably one of the biggest struggles that each of you is dealing with right now? Doesn't have to just be with athletics, but just school life in general with this kind of evolving world we're all living through. I think it, it I don't know. I feel like personally, um, I'm trying to see the overall positive in right. this world we're living in. But um, I feel like it's just not like getting to interact with others as much because I'm an extrovert. So, right. um, you know, seeing my friends in school, seeing teachers, so, yeah. Right. What about you all? I think time management for me because I'm like having to manage my schoolwork and my playing soccer. And I think that's just super difficult. I mean, seeing your friend, I would love to see my friends going when we had hybrid. I think that was amazing. You only got to see them for two days, but that's better than now just seeing them over the screen. Right. I think also like during classes, I'll text some of my friends like while I'm seeing them on Zoom so we can talk just how we would usually if I was at school. So I think the hardest part is just being able to manage all of that. Sure. You have any other thoughts? I like personally, I've seen my anxiety's gotten like it's definitely a lot more than I used to have with school. I'm okay. not constantly worrying about like what is practice going to look like? How many how much do I have to train? Like what do I need to get done for schoolwork? And to carry that all on your back, especially this long period of time, it's really hard and it builds up. Yeah, no, I I think that you all have had a tremendous amount of pressure placed on you. And I mean, everybody's learning how to do this differently. I mean, we've completely kind of evolved our world. And to your point about staying optimistic about it, I think that's that's 
hugely important, um, even though that's not always as easy, you know, as said as done. I guess as we wrap up here, um, I've, I really admire what you guys are doing. I appreciate you all being here. Let's wrap this up and talk about one thing you've learned about yourself in the p- pandemic that if somebody had told you before this started that you were going to be able to do something that you would have said, no, that wouldn't be a possibility. What's one thing you've learned? Doesn't have to be groundbreaking, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Personally, I think, I feel like just mentally challenged, how mentally challenging this was. Um, I feel like basically just looking on the bright side, I feel like I've just learned a lot about myself and what and how well I've dealt with this change, I feel like. So, so adaptability. You've been yeah. good at adapting. Great. Yeah. What about you? I, I think multitasking, which is kind of an odd answer to give, but I mean, I think every day you're juggling multiple things, multiple um, homework, soccer, like I said earlier, I think you just have to be prepared to juggle so much stuff at one time. And I don't think I would have been able to do that last year or even last semester. So I think I've grown a lot in just a small period with being able to have so many things go on and still keep control of what I can. Love it. What about you? Personally, I've become a lot more mentally stronger than I think I was, because if I were to handle something like this, like you said, semester ago or a year ago, I would have struggled with it a lot more than I did. I think I've grown and I've just learned to adapt to change. And yeah. Perfect. Those are great answers. Again, I admire what you're doing. Um, I wish you all much success in your continued endeavors and pursuits. And um, I'm just grateful that you guys took the time to share with us today. And um, I think that's it. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, Visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness, located under the Strengthening Families page. The Team Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.